joined as always by our host for this week, Stephen, and the man who has to decide later on today if he's watching the Liverpool game or the Leinster game, Chris. <laughs> Both, hopefully. Both at the same time. Dual screen? Yeah, well, iPad and TV, I think. iPad and TV. If, if only one of them had to win, who would you choose? Liverpool. I think Leinster are secure in the top four place at the, at the moment, whereas Liverpool not so much. So, needs must. <laughs> when needs must, yeah. <laughs> um, international break ended. Glad to see the back of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's been months since we've seen a Premier League game. Months and months. Um, few injuries for the Irish lads as well. Um, nope. Few injuries for nope. keepers. Any, all teams. Yeah. yeah. Keepers didn't have a great kind of couple of couple of games. Um, so we've heard lost all five strikers. Now most of them should be back for the Euros, but we have no fifth striker. No Keane. No Doyle. No Long. No Walters. <laughs> no, hopefully, no, none of them are serious, but. You kind of want some of them to be playing and, and going into Euros, but I suppose it's still three months away. So, so we always give out about kind of international friendlies and stuff like that, but they're needed in kind of tournament years, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think what we what we t- touched on before is it would be more beneficial if they had them at the end of the season, yeah. like wrap up the season two weeks early, and, and then give have them an a extra month with the squad. So yes, yeah, because then they've got the camp, so they're they're together, they're settled, gone into a tournament, and they can play a friendlies well, in, in like kind of. Rugby and stuff like that. It's exactly. a camp they go it's, to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes that work. Like the way Ireland played friendlies going into the World Cup like last time around. Yeah. I think that, that would probably work well for football as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, the Premiership's back today. The Interprovincial Derby weekend in the Pro 12. El Clasico tonight. It's a pretty good Saturday. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> see who wins first. See who wins A proper Super Sunday tomorrow as well. Yeah, two big games. For talking middle of the day, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know your big football game is this evening, though, Chris. As well, yeah. Well, it's, it probably would have been a little bit bigger if we had held on in our last game against Southampton. I think because we lost them three points, it probably fourth is beyond us. But I suppose if we if we win every game or most of the games between now and the end of the season, who knows? Because the teams above us has been extremely inconsistent. Definitely, definitely. Um, before we get into all that, I suppose I'll ask you this week's question. Um, and it's going to be based on a classical tonight. Um, so we all know Messi is a fantastic player, uh, but how great is he in the El Clasico games? He's the top scorer in that game. How many goals has he scored? Okay. Yep. He's about luck. Yep. Confused or confident? I'm not sure which it is. Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was going back to what you were just saying there, Chris, about kind of the Liverpool game and stuff. Like, is there one eye on Thursday? Absolutely. I think you were asking me just before we started if Firmino was going to play today. I think he's probably fit enough that they could chance it if they want to. But I think he'll be held back because will he be on the bench? Even I probably would say no. Yeah. If it was up to me, I wouldn't. I think Man- manager Curry over there. Dortmund are <laughs> going to be an extremely difficult team to beat. So I think we need to have. 
the best team we can on Thursday night and not not be worrying about Spurs. But Klopp has said the only important match is the one we have today. So it was the opposite of that, wasn't he? Yeah, but I don't know. It depends. Like Dortmund are a tough side. Like I don't know how much he thinks we can get past them. Like at the moment, they're much more advanced. They're playing the way their manager wants them to play. Whereas it's very much transition for Klopp. Like he yeah. hasn't signed a player for the team yet. It, 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 it's a huge summer for Klopp and Liverpool. So yeah, we seem to be saying that every year for a lot of teams. Like a huge summer for whoever. But I uh, think if we get half the players we've been linked with this week, <laughs> they'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> the latest was forty-five million, and they'll get Gota and Royce, and it'll be done by June the first. So. Easy double. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Nice and handy, forty-five million, and then we can look at getting Ter Stegen and someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Ter Stegen might be going to City though. That's what that's what I've heard now. Yeah, well, that that probably makes more sense. I don't know. I don't know if Pep had him at Barca or if if that was after Pep did. left. But he's twenty-three. Um, you'd imagine they get off him a lot more money, and yeah. but maybe would not Champions play? League football. Would, well, no, yeah, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Would he displace Hart? Well, Hart said he wouldn't leave if they took in Ter Stegen. So I don't know. Would he leave Barca's bench to go and sit on Man City's bench? If the head did leave United in the summer, would should United be looking at him? No, no. Jack Mullen. If you're going for someone, he's just signed a new deal, though, hasn't he? Yeah, but see, he signed a new deal, which means that that there's probably a, <laughs> it means he's going to leave in the <laughs> summer. <laughs> 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 no, but it means that, <laughs> what it'll be is there'll be a higher release clause, or there'll be a release clause. There'll be something. Yeah, there'll be something in that contract such that he'll be allowed to leave for a Champions League team. That that that's probably what what, what the clause is. Um, I think if you're going for, if you have a choice, do you go for the younger keeper? It looks like he's going to be a better keeper. Hart is still prone for the odd mistake. He can be superb, but he's not a world class keeper. Whereas Button has, again, it's potential, but I think, I think he has potential to be a better keeper than Hart. But if, if I was United and the Hay was gone. Butland is I'd probably go. better than Hart already this year. Like, if you were to pick yeah, England number one on performances, it would be Butland. Well, I think yeah. Hart is in there because of his stature. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he's a more senior player, and he is one of the leaders in that team. Yeah. I think if it wasn't for that, then Butland should be England's number one. Obviously. He's also not still with the injury. I think he, I think he's plenty of time in the armband a couple of times and stuff. Yeah, he, and he, he's definitely a talker. Like, definitely. He probably talks too much in some of the city interviews. <laughs> <laughs> but he's very honest and like open. That's refreshing, I think. I, I like that. Yeah, but I think he's not, def- he's not definitely some of the matter. Mancini didn't like him whenever when he was criticising his own teammates. Yeah. And yeah. you can understand but why. But as someone from like, who's not a city fan and uh, looking in, I think it's refreshing to kind of hear players talking like that. Yeah, exactly. There's worse than hearing... Just a, a random job log talk about the yeah, next game's important. I also Lampard and Gerrard are very good at that kind of just saying what they should be saying. Mm. But but that's how you improve. If, if you hide away from the fact that you were bad, you'll never improve because you'll just pretend that yeah, granted it was a one-off game, whatever. If, if you're if you're doing something wrong, you have to confront it in order to build. Mm-hmm. I think as well, especially with Gerrard, he was the captain, so I think you get a little bit more leeway. You're got a little bit more entitlement to to talk mm-hmm. on behalf of the team. I think that's why maybe Hart got a bit like I don't have a problem with Man City. I don't care what he says about them, but yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely know Mancini didn't like some of his interviews. No. Yeah, yeah. Just, just Chelsea now gone two 0 up just now. Uh, Pato with blow it up, ref. Pato started yeah. nice. I don't uh, he, started. he didn't start. I don't think. Um, he was in the no, he, he he came on in the twenty third minute. Remy got injured. That's ah. his debut for them. Um, I think, yeah, uh, so scored a penalty three three months after he's joined. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, Nice clean sheet for Courtois. Blow it up, ref. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to blow for half time. That's about it. <laughs> but um, 
2-0 is all you went for against Villa was it well Chelsea haven't been scoring that many goals and he went three so. Costa's out he's got what a three game ban now no it was extended one extra yeah it was two and then yeah. made a three um, yeah, they haven't scored more than two goals and a good few games they did have a look it's back Villa though they're about to I think one more and I'll be happy Villa, Villa under Mr Black though <laughs> It's not Remy Guard anymore. It's not Remy. It doesn't matter if it's Remy, if it's Tim, if it's fucking. I thought I saw Tim Sherwood the other day, as, as in Dundrum yesterday. I was, I was trying to get a photo of the guy next to me. I thought it was Tim Sherwood. <laughs> but uh, one of the. Sh- like, not, not a great managerial reign there for Remy Guard, was it? No, it was terrible. <laughs> it's Probably crazy. they should have given Tim a little bit more time. Like, it, it's hard to know. It's easy to say that afterwards, but he's. He did very well at firefighting at Spurs. Like he kind of was able to turn things around when things weren't going well. So I think he probably deserved a little bit. Once he gave him the job, I think you have to give him more than a couple of months. But maybe the argument was there he shouldn't have got the job in the first place. Quite but possibly. But I think I think the thing with, with Sherwood was wasn't it that he didn't want he, to. But he also he kept him up. It's what he was there for. <laughs> so that's all managers are doing with Villa at the moment, and it's not happening this season. Yeah. No, but yeah. then that was why he was brought in. It was to keep him up at the end of last season. But like with, with Sherwood, wasn't it the case of that he thinks he's too good to manage in the championship? But what he'd probably benefit from a season managing in the championship, maybe. I don't know. I think I know some managers go right in at the top level. Yeah, well, I mean, he's had what he's had two Premiership jobs now, and he hasn't managed a team for a full season yet. So I think he he could do it a bit of longevity and. And but a championship club probably yeah. that a bit more is, is what I'm getting at. Like he, he might he might have like he, he's he's not he's not, he's not a bad manager. Like I know we haven't no, seen him for I so think, long. Yeah, I think he's he's able to win games in both clubs he's been at. And if you compare the job he was doing now to the, to the job Remy Gard did, it proved he's he's a decent manager because he was getting results and performance out compared of the team. Compared to the job that Pochettino's doing now, compared to the job he did. Oh no, yeah, no, you can't hold him up against another manager because he did a decent job with Spurs. But Pochettino has taken them to the next to level. title challenge. Yes, but look at Pochettino is is going to be a world class manager. But, but you, 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 le- if you look at the, the sure but you just turn around and said compare him to Remy Gard. You can't just go. Here's here he is compared to Mourinho. Here he is compared to Moyes. You can compare him to teams that have been managed like the, the same group of players he managed. And Pochettino has brought in a couple, but a lot of the players were the same players. So, but if you so it, honestly, I'm saying if you compare him against one manager, he looks fantastic against Remy Gard. Compare him against Pochettino, and you think I'm oh, saying you got a manager Remy Gard, who is who has won a title in France. So he, he's obviously a good manager. And he struggles hugely now. Obviously, there's more than just that. It could be language. It could be motivation. Villa. Villa in general. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I think anyone would have struggled to keep them up. Too. Right. I think the 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 club are kind of already planning for yeah. next season. They're, they're like they're already looking to cut wage. But I think I think they if, badly need new owners. I think Randy Lerner has been trying to get out for a while. One hundred percent hasn't been able to offload the club. One hundred percent. And I think they're they're almost doing like when German Newcastle went down and kind of shot straight back up. They kind of. Oh, clear some stuff out. And I think maybe Villa need that as but well. The point, yeah, from the sake of the club, it's probably a very good thing to go down because they've been there and there about hanging on, paying stupid wages. And probably this is a chance if they to get continue to drop. Like what happens if they do like a Leeds or a Borussia or something like that? You, you, you think they're big enough not to? Leeds. I know it's always difficult. So yeah, bigger clubs with bigger clubs. Leeds were managed incredibly badly. As so were Villa. 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 And Villa and don't have. Badly. Not they don't have many good young players. Yeah, but there. they're not in huge. Like they have Grealish, who has gone disappeared. Like he doesn't. He's not good enough to get into a championship club at the moment. But if you look, Le- Leeds went down with huge debts and bad ownership. Learner's not a bad owner. He just 
isn't putting in money. So, like, like I said with Garrett, he came in, <coughs> I think it was November, they didn't give him a, a, a cent in, in the window. So, if you don't back a manager, that's incredibly bad. I didn't give a cent because they knew they were going down. And, and they spent point. the Benteke money very badly oh. as well. Oh, yes, they did. They did. Benteke and Delph and... and they, I thought the money they got for Delph was poor as well. They got, what, 8 million, million for an English international? Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't seem like a lot. It was uh, Ron Vlar they let go as well. Is that right? Did it run? Yeah, there was, there was three big swine of a team yeah. right there. Oh, yeah, no. And those three and Guzan and Nehru. Defender, midfielder, and your main goal scorer. Exactly. For, and then Guzan and, and had a great season the, the season before that as well. Yeah. But Benteke scored the goals at the end of last season. He went on an incredible hot streak to keep them up. And he did the season before. Maybe not the end. He did it in the middle of the campaign. But his goals are winning the games 1-0 and 2-1. Oh, yeah. and, and that's, and that's like, you need a goal scorer. You're, you're, like, you're not going to stay up without a goal scorer. Yeah, I think Gerrard, if he looks back, he'll, he'll, go, he'll be glad he was gone. That he, he left when he did. Um, he doesn't have that relegation on his CV. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it's, it's, he's a good manager. He took a job because he thought he could do, make a difference. And the club just wasn't prepared to back him. The club didn't seem to support him in any way or anybody. So he'll write it off as a bad six months. I think Villa need to go down. Hopefully they can clear off the whoever's on the wage bills and then build again. Because like I said, they have produced young players. That, that academy can do. You look at a Bon Lahore and players like that. Well, Delft came from Leeds, wasn't it? So I think so. Yep. So they got him in young. Like, so they... They got young in as they well. Like they have, they're, they're yeah, they have decent scouts because yeah. they got in Benteke obviously as well. Yeah. So they had Milner. Like they have been able to get some decent players in. Yeah, young it's just, as well from Watford. It's just a case of the ones they've got right. They haven't spent the money well then when they're trying to rebuild. Yeah. So I suppose they, they do one part of the process correctly, mm-hmm. but they got Downing in. They made decent money for him. Like so, they it's they it's definitely the have good scouts. It's, it's the reinvesting yeah. part where they're struggling big time. Yeah. Because when you're getting when you're Aston Villa and you're getting thirty two million to spend, and then you're trying to buy, I suppose when you've got that policy, you're then spending that to buy six or eight players. The chances of them they should have, they yeah, should have got two two players two for fifteen players, million exactly. or something like that, or even two for ten, and then if they need but, to put twelve in the bank. But even it, even like how much did Payet cost West Ham, for example? Twelve. Because like and and uh, are you going to Swansea? I. But what, what's the difference between first, kind of, going to Swansea well, or to... You'd think they'd know about IU because they did sign his brother. Yeah, yeah. And but, like, but like, they bought an IU. But I'm saying the, the, didn't work the out. reinvestment is, isn't, isn't working for them at all. So like, but they bought, in fairness, they bought the guy from Barcelona. Uh, yeah, Troy. Like he's decent like in one or two games. But, he, he's, he's not the type of player you'd say he's going to keep a team up, though. I know, but they bought decent players. I just think... Like you said, with Benteke, if you need to replace a quality goal scorer, and that's the one thing that they, they but don't they just have. get unlucky. Let's say, and let's say they they got like why did Payet go to West Ham? No, but they bought Rudy Stead for I think it was seven million to replace Benteke. That was a huge risk. The rest of them, I think, were decent signings, but you need to replace those goals, and you need to play with somebody, someone like uh, you mentioned him earlier, uh, Remy. Someone or Cisse, someone who's guaranteed Premier League goal scorer, and they, they didn't. Should do they that. even go to Charlie if Austin? If they got a like decent, if, they, got, Austin, yeah, if well. they had a partnered Austin with Gusted yeah. and played with two wingers, that could have worked for them. If they if they get yeah. a, a decent supply into Gusted, he can either score goals with his head or he can knock them down. And someone like mm-hmm. Austin who knows how to finish, like, yeah. but then Southampton took the chance. Well, it wasn't really but a chance. Was four million. Yeah, that's four the thing. Million. It was fifteen million in the summer. Yeah. It was but four if, you, million. if you got thirty-two million 
for your Benteke money. He could expect he could afford to spend fifteen yeah. million. Well, well, look, yeah. I think they bought reasonably well, but they bought the, for the future. The, the, and the direction they were going in, and, the, and, the, and kind of the ambition they showed was was clear to see from the start, yes. from the I summer. Know, exactly. This is a this is a team who I'm not going to say the owners want them to go down, but I think the people in that club who felt if you go down, it's not it's not the end of the world because I think they will lose a lot of money off the wage bill. They will. They yeah. can rebuild now with something they can't do when you're constantly fighting relegation. Maybe they, they do have that good youth scout system. They can bounce up pretty quick. Yeah, and they have and, enough, and the players have a year together as well. Like, look, it's got to depend on what happens with the ownership. Like mm-hmm. if Lerner can't offload the club now because it's a championship club instead of a Premiership club, there could be no money going into that team for quite a while, and then it's going to be tough for them to get back yeah. up. Yeah, they could go head away to Bolton, which would be a shame. But like, look at Forest. If, if they do with Forest. They won the European Cup around the same time and they haven't been able to come back up because they spent too long away from it. Sure, even if you look like back when the semi-finals of the FA Cup were played out of Wembley, it was Villa Park, Villa Park was, and oh. Old Trafford. So it's, it's a, one of the big stadiums in England for it's like years. It's 38,000, isn't yeah. it? It's just mean in terms of like iconic. Like it's one of the most FA Cup goals. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, yeah, the, yeah there's always, I'm always trying to have fond memories of Villa Park. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's also good Villa never beat us there. True, skulls, skulls, screamers, yeah. Uh, yeah. Skulls love I'm sure team. a lot of teams can say that lately, look. <laughs> well, th- this season, everybody's like, Villa Park, here we go. But if you look at, at, at just Declan City and Birmingham now, has lost Birmingham City, has lost Villa more than likely. Um, West Brom West is Brom, the only team. Yeah, like, Wolves were around for a couple of seasons, but the Midlands struggle. Like, Birmingham is the second city, and they're going to have no representation. I know West Brom are in Birmingham, but they're not. They weren't one of the two Birmingham teams. It was yeah. always Villa and Birmingham. Yeah, definitely. And Birmingham are struggling again now. Villa were the long term like kind of yeah, representation. Exactly. Yeah, Villa were there since ninety two, ninety three. They haven't mm-hmm. gone down in the Premier League era. It's they went close. Well, they were high up one stage. Yeah, oh, they went close. I think well, they went, in, in a few seasons they finished. I think they finished second yeah. in one of the seasons. But they definitely were challenging yeah. a couple of seasons. So it has been. Yeah. yeah. And then even with with David O'Leary, I think they finished fifth. So like Martin O'Neill made them finish sixth. I think it was as well. And and there, there was a room. He he kind of got a bit angry at journalists who were kept asking him about the. Linked to go back to Villa. If you have to question after Europe, fair enough. Uh, exactly, but I, I think the, the problem was that they keep asking him after the two friendlies that we just played. They kept asking him about it. The wrong time for it. One hundred percent. He's not going to turn around and go, "Yeah, I'm interested." <laughs> like, just better than looking at a better job than a championship club. Let's be fair. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you know, he, he might want to if he, if he ha- if Ireland have a decent campaign, he, he might think of. Might not give the World Cup a go. Yeah. I'd like his the World Cup. At his stage, you might prefer being an international manager than a club yeah, manager. Yeah, he is in his sixties now. Yeah, and and like, would he like? He might not get another chance to say he managed at a World Cup. No. So I, I don't know how big manager, how, how many managers kind of want to do that, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to say. The only thing you do is is that narrow it happen, but if you get Martin and Michael O'Neill top round. <laughs> manager on country for two years, <laughs> and then they can vote for him to the World Cup. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> In United Ireland, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a few years away. Yeah. A few years away. Um, you mentioned earlier there, Butland kind of uh, there might be a clause saying he wants to go to kind of a, a Champions League club. Uh, Lukaku, there was talk of him kind of him and his dad were kind of talking about he wants to move on. Not necessarily he didn't say it in, in those words. Let's say, but he I wants know, the Champions League football. I think that's kind of been there all along. As far as I can remember, he said it. The week he joined yeah, yeah. Everton, the very first week, it was kind of like, yeah, this is a step on the pro on the way to yeah. like my next big club. And things, if you look at Everton, they knew when, when they're spending that much money, 
the reason they spent that much money is because they knew he was that good that they would always make their money back. And if, like if age as well. Yeah, exactly. If he didn't do incredibly well, they might make lose a couple of million. But if he hits it off the way, I think everyone expects them to. Yeah. They can sell over 45 or 50 million now. They'll make Easy. a profit. And as you said, even if he if he did kind of bomb a bit or whatever, someone would still take a chance and maybe still spend 15, 20 million on him. Exactly. Maybe even Chelsea. You would fit that, that club very well. <laughs> there, there, there is talk of that now as well. There's talk of United. I think was his dad said Bayern Munich or United were the two clubs. And PSG were the other one that were, were linked with him. Well, PSG makes sense link, because you imagine that Ibrahimovic is gone. So they need someone new. Yeah. Um, I think his dad said he, I don't know if it was that Lukaku himself would prefer or his dad would prefer him go to Bayern or United Bayern is obvious because it's, it's one of the top he's talking Lewandowski Lewandowski on to Liverpool so yeah that all makes sense <laughs> that's another one on the list <laughs> another one yeah <laughs> <laughs> just picture any good player the Klopp has managed and that's who's coming to Liverpool this year well, well, that, that's, how, that's how kind of the papers are writing the stories these days so who has Klopp yeah. managed and put them together there we go there we go Tabloid journalism is a disgrace. <laughs> it's a disgrace. But it's, it's the only it's the only journalism job where you can make up stories and you'll get fired. We're sure they're using football manager facts now to prove that. Uh, Sky, Sky yeah. Jesus. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How good is this player? Oh, he's an eighteen out of twenty in jumping. Sign him off. Look at would be a good addition to kind of a, a United. Yeah, to definitely. Everybody bar the top European clubs, he'd, he'd be. I, I'm not sure if Bayern, Barca, Real need him. I don't think he's that good. But for everyone else, like Arsenal, the, the, they need that striker. Giroud isn't. Just talk of shipping enough. Rooney and bringing in Lukaku. Yeah, perfect. If well, they can get you're getting to the stage the where this is the last chance if you want to make any money yeah, on Rooney. Exactly. The money was going in China. Like uh, there, there is the talk. Oh, we talked yeah. about it a few weeks ago. Maybe he it was like fifty got. million or something for Rooney. Fifty. Was mm. it more than that? It, it was insane money. That, that sounds bizarre, but I suppose if China but, are willing to pay but, it, but, yeah. But, but, but look, look, he's gone over for the prices. Like, you got Samirez for £28 million. Pounds. Yeah, so, so Rooney is a big name. Like, he's and that's the thing, yeah. he's, he's going to sell name. massive shirt numbers. Exactly, over there. So I think it was fit, the, one of the Chinese clubs were willing to pay £50 million for him in January. Yeah, and, and I think it's the same. Like, if you look at his value, it's probably around 20 25 now. So then, obviously, China, you, you can, you're looking at double what yeah. a player's worth is well, at the moment. But the English captain will sell huge number of jerseys. It would get your oh, huge number of But he's still the England captain if he's playing in China. Um, it's not as a competitive well, The Euros league. are going to be finished. Like, will he be the captain after the Euros? If he's, let's, say, let's say he doesn't start. He probably won't be captain for the next yeah. World Cup. So so do you start afresh? Maybe if, if he well, goes, he, he retires I from international football. Tell, we don't know what happened with England manager. Is Hodgson contracted after this? I don't think he is. There's some rumours of Rodgers taking over. Oh God! Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, slight England fan there, Stephen. Are you? Yeah, you've already heard him. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Rooney, well, I, I don't think he'd ever retire from international football because he, he strikes me as the type of player who no, no, would always want yeah, to play. He'd play and he'd happily fly back for every game. But, but, but the, the league isn't as competitive. Let's say he does go to China. The league isn't as competitive over there. Well, how long did Beckham stay in the national team when he went to America? It was still a while. He still flew home a couple of times. He, but he wasn't first choice and then captain. No, he, it was a, he wasn't captain. Yeah. He wasn't first choice. I think he, he, Look, if, he if gave him, up the captaincy just before he went, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But you, you, the obvious comparison, I know we're not quite the same level, but is Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane well, was Irish captain. Guy the yeah, yeah, the difference is there. England have some good striking options at the moment. Well, like, I know, but is it, when, when it comes to... England striking options, I don't know, will Rooney... Like, 
if he wasn't the captain, he wouldn't be starting. Not on form. Like, on form, it would be Kane and Vardy. So like, well, exactly. And and so I don't think you play Kane and Vardy together. Why not? In Why not? Euros, I, I think you'd play one up, one up top, and really behind them. I'm not well, sure. On form. Do you not yeah, think they're the two best oh, strikers on form at the there, but I, th- I think he, I in, think he gave the two of them a chance. But in the same way, you could have the earlier at Butland on form. Hart's still going to start for England. Yeah, yeah obviously, but now can't. But um, before the injury, Hart would have started. Well, do you think Hodgson will kind of? I think he'll bring Rooney one hundred percent. But I, I would love to see him. No, if Rooney's the if captain, Rooney's he's going to start starts. definitely. But right, whether he's the the form player or not, but if he's fit and he's played some game for United, is that not? So, so you're saying if your best chance of doing well in the tournament or winning the tournament is to play Kane and Vardy no, or you just play your captain no, he can't no. bring a captain that's not going to play well, so well, if, if Rooney is Roy's captain he's going to play every game that he's available but but your assumption is that, is that Kane and Vardy is the best option on paper it looks right they're the two informed goal scorers but between them they've not played one minute of competitive European football well, I think that should have been. They should have tried it in these. But you know, but then they've only come on the last year or two. So it's a big risk to have both your strikers inexperienced at this level. That's why Rooney will start, and you'll have one or the other. And if Rooney doesn't play well after the first game or two, then there'll be calls for him to be dropped for. for but it could be too late then. Like the whole kind of yeah, but that's a risky take. But you have to start Rooney in in the English squad because you've got no experience anywhere else. The positivity Sorry. around England at the moment is. It's not the, the experience. Yeah, it's the no fear. Yeah. Like the Deli Ali and the Vardys that just they don't care who they're playing against. Play. Play. You play. still need to have experience around them. Why? Why? Where has experience got yeah. them in all the previous tournaments? Like German. the Gerrards, Lampards, yeah, and Terry's. They've never to, won anything. Yeah, because they're not used to playing tournament football for England. I think that's well, those Ger- were, they those, were. They were those, all used to it. They played like it. tournament after tournament. Yeah, never won anything for them. Those who are used to you've still got Joe Hart. You've still got kind of other players. I don't know, Cahill will be at the back. Um, you still have players who have been to World Cups and stuff like that. Um, you, you'll have Rooney in the squad. Let's say he's still, he's still there, thereabouts in the squad. Um, I, I don't see why you can't can't do it. Like the England beat Germany three uh, two. I'm not saying can't. I'm saying he won't. Yeah, that, that that's fair. He probably will play it safe. But like, do England want to scrape through and then go out at the last eight like they tend to do at international tournaments, or do they want to go and play some exciting football and see where it takes them? I know, their fan, I know what their fans are yeah. like they played they come down to what Hudson is their manager they played safe at the World Cup and they went out of the group stage well, they, they played safe because Hudson didn't have time to do anything else they had, they had to go in with what they had look it would be great to see Kane and Reddy up front Ali Sturridge all involved the, that, that front three yeah, Sturridge Kane and Reddy that would cost play Deli Ali in behind <laughs> but if you're if you go a goal behind and then, and then you're and you've got Ali Kane and Vardy who don't know this level. I don't think it's. But it, there's no it's, fear at that level. But but yeah, they can only get fear because they, you're you're a goal down to the Russian in the first well, like, well, game. But you could say that like Vardy hasn't shown fear in a Premiership running. Yeah. Because he's no experience of it. He could be the golden boot winner at that stage and a Premier League champion by the time like the. And so if you've got someone and you got and you got the team who are more likely to finish second, you've got Ali Kane. I'm not saying I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see it, but I'm saying both of them have no European level experience. Uh, Kane has some Europa League, Vardy has nothing. I know Vardy's gone strength strength to every level he's played, but he's needed some time to find his his, his next level. And he hasn't had it at England. 
He's had two games, two friendlies. He scored both of them. Fair enough. Though. This could be his last chance. Like I know, like he's going to be twenty-eight. Yeah. Like by, know, by, the, by the next World Cup, he could be thirty, and well, he will be thirty. We may have lost a little <laughs> bit of pace. Good, <laughs> <laughs> he, he will be thirty, and he may have lost a little bit of pace, like that makes him such a nuisance for defenders. Yeah, but Hodgson's not going to pick him for this because he thinks he'll be around two years time. That's not Hodgson no, choose his best eleven to go out and win games, and I think he's going to choose. But if he chooses his best eleven to go out win games, I don't think Rooney's in that long. See, I think Hodgson will pick his best eleven to go out and not lose games. That's the difference. That's possible. That's very possible. Well, then he probably picks Rooney because he yeah. can hold up play a bit better than other players and stuff like that. And Rooney is definitely on the start. I don't think, like, I think we're all saying it would be nice to see the, the fresh goal scoring players get a chance, but Rooney is 100% going to start. Put it into an Ireland perspective. Put in, like, Robbie Keane, he's our captain. I don't know if he's going to start. No, he, he won't start. So, so but you, 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 you said you bring your captain, you have to start him. Chris did. I said that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you do have to start him. I think if your captain is in around the squad, Pairs have been kept around. He might have a knock miss the first two games. So he's not starting, but he's still in your squad. So I think if you're not... It was done with Jared. Like, he did not Ro- Robbie Keane is an exceptional circumstance, though. Uh, Robbie Keane uh, is And the best Irish players are a lot less talented. Than, like, in terms of England. Yeah. England have a lot of world-class players to choose from. Whereas Ireland, less so. And plus, Robbie Keane's been in that team since he was, what, 17? So he's pretty much been an international player for the last 18 years. And been our best player for quite a while, been the one who's carried us. So I think he hasn't been our best player in the last few years. He's still been. He's still there. He's hard to have both scores. Yeah, he's, he's, he's our. Even regardless of. He still comes of, up with the important ones, and he's still the leader. I think England have other leaders around. Like for them, if they. Yeah, if you look at England, will will go to that tournament thinking they can win it, whether they can or not. Like they'll be considered one of the challengers. Mm-hmm. Whereas us, we're looking to get out of the group. Top so like, three. Yeah. Maybe be one of the, the best third place teams. That, or if we're lucky, we get second. That's unlikely, but if we can beat Sweden, maybe we can pick so up. So do, the, do we? St- do we? Does Robbie Keane start in that game against Sweden? I don't think. I don't think we play. We'll play with two up top. We might play with. So is uh, it long? Is it Walters? Long and maybe Walters in support. Yeah. Walters on the right or something like that. Kind of joining them for a kick outs and, and long free kicks. <laughs> to, pretty much like <laughs> not the long diagonals, but that's the way we're gonna do it. Put them under pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're all looking forward to the Darren Rand after Shane Long group. <laughs> that, that, we've gotten a goal against Germany. We won a penalty um, yeah, on Tuesday against it. Yeah, yeah. So it's effective. Like yeah. it's not pretty to watch, but teams have got away with it for years. Like Stoke, <laughs> the Long, Roy, the Lap, like firing the throw-ins. It doesn't matter if you're playing the best teams in the world. They still struggle if yeah. you just yeah. put and them if, under pressure. And if you haven't got the talent, you have to find other ways to win. And if if that's what it comes down to, if it's going to be boring as hell to watch. But if Ireland are a goal up with half an hour to go, it won't be boring regardless of, of how awful they're playing. But we, we, we did see against Germany and in these friendlies recently that they're beginning to be more confident in the ball. But that comes with winning games, I think. Oh, oh, that. Yeah, I, does, I think we can definitely play football, but the worry is we can't try and play against the better teams. So look, it is, but, but we did try second half against Germany we did try is it good or bad um, that we have Sweden first very I good I think it's good I think that's our most winnable game so if we win that like, and it's Belgium next then isn't it Belgium next Italy so like yeah. I think it, it's, it's I think Italy is probably more winnable than Belgium so I'm not sure I think Italy are, are wise they're crafty I think yeah, Belgium still don't want are, to go against the number one team in the world they're the number one team in the world, but they're not the most feared team in the world. I mean, if you come up against Argentina or Brazil or oh, Germany, course. they're bigger threats. 
then Belgium are to us. Of course, but I suppose we know that we've kind of drawn with it. We've run, run, run Italy close a few times and stuff like that. We know we can do it. Like, yeah. So like, it's, it's almost like if, if we manage to beat Sweden, it's almost a free hit against Belgium. Exactly. Um, and that, that's what I've come down to, that we'll have... Like, we'll be up against better players in the Belgian team. We know that. But mm-hmm. Belgian team aren't always a team. You look at, at the World Cup, they I think well. they're going to be much better after that experience, though. I think that, that was, was a their, learning, their learning first <laughs> big tournament in quite a while. Yeah, so, they have high expectations on them as well. Now, they need, company might not be fit. He's been injured a lot this season. Hazard has had a very poor season. But yeah, and, and then you add the fact that they didn't win the qualifying group. But they still look at the players they still have. Yeah, but the Wales won their group. You know what I mean? So, so if you go into it, Wales beat them. No, I, I, I think they beat them at home and then lost away, but on neutral ground, yeah, we don't have but, I, I, you know, for the but, <laughs> but as in Wales beat them, they didn't. They didn't have their group. They're not. They're not this team to be feared. I suppose maybe you kind of definitely. You kind of look ahead and then to like the World Cup qualifiers, like we, us drawing like Wales is the number one team. Like I'm delighted with that. I mean, it's, it's not kind of putting fear the yeah. way I'm talking about. Kind of have given Belgium all this respect and stuff. Just at three 0 to Chelsea. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> they'll get a fourth now. I was, I was Pedro with that one. <laughs> Yeah. No one has any of these players. Right? I don't think so. Pedro back to the the fine form he showed in his debut game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was kind of a nice old chat there on the football. Anyway, so uh, I was going to ask Chris. Uh, it's probably a stupid question, but a win today or a win on Thursday? Thursday. Thought so. Thought so. So like, will like, apart from Firmino, will all the players be rested tonight or? Um, see, our squad isn't that big, like. I don't think we'd want to go into the match losing. I don't think it'd be the worst thing if we draw because we're probably not going to finish top four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll rest the fullbacks, maybe one of the fullbacks, um, maybe give Henderson a rest. But I think Sturridge will probably play because he's used him a lot since he's come back. Maybe give him another hour and then, then take him off. He's a home raise? Yeah. yeah. One question Would, Do you think Klopp will talk to Mauricio Pochettino after the game about Dortmund? Bear in mind that they've just beaten them recently. Dortmund or would, beat Spurs, you mean? Yeah. Or, or, uh, obviously, Trump knows Dortmund very well, but yeah. having just played Thomas Tuchel's Dortmund over the last month. I don't know. Yeah. He may do. Like I'm sure like managers do tend to go for a drink after the yeah, matches, no, so it probably would come up. Well, I wonder would that happen? Because you'd imagine Klopp would be in a very good position to, not, to be able to assess that team. Of course he does, but he is, he is gone a year. He's gone, but well, a lot of their... He's top players stuff oh, of course he does but I'm saying being a manager against him twice in the last month Pacino there might be something else that he kind of learned they might have done a tactical analysis on him or whatever yeah, exactly or even just that just give him a tactical analysis <laughs> well, that, document so it's how close are Pacino and Clough no but in, in hell, it's oh, not oh, unheard of for managers oh, especially kind of if you're in the same league yeah. to kind of yeah. no, you're, you're kind of that would happen yeah no Although well, I suppose it wouldn't, I was thinking would have been it wouldn't benefit Spurs if we won it, no. but Spurs are probably going to finish in the top two anyway. Spurs so have Champions League football. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if Spurs were going for fourth, it wouldn't be in their interest. No, to they, they wouldn't at all. They'd give them wrong information. Pochettino <laughs> <laughs> be out the door so fast if uh, Daniel Levy found out. Just <laughs> um, kind of wrap up on the football talk. El Clasico tonight. Um, he's watching. Um, I think I'm going out so hopefully I might get to see wherever I end up I might get a bit of a hopefully we'll see yeah uh, I, I know because I know going to the game later it kind of 
overlapped with that a bit. So I, have <laughs> so I have set it to record for now. But like, it, it's one of those games that like, no matter like, I know Barcelona are what, nine points ahead of Madrid or something like that at the moment. Ten, Ten points. Yeah. Uh, like, but um, it's it, still a game you want to watch. It doesn't matter for either team realistically. But it matters so much for both teams. Uh, it, it, it doesn't yeah, matter. Sure, Messi scored how many goals? In Not the just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I think like it's one of those things that like a bucket list to go to one of those games. And I'd love to go in each stadium as well. Done it. You've done both. Both. Not both in, in a Camp Nou. Camp Nou. And how was it? Oh, it's, it's incredible. Hearing the Camp Nou chat Messi's name is is one of the all time moments of my life. In this entire thing. It's just it, it it's a spectacular stadium. That game itself, it, it was only it was the Super Cup, so it wasn't even yeah. the league game. That's how we got tickets. But it's. Did you throw the pig's head? <laughs> we see it was gone by then. <laughs> to be fair, was Ronaldo there? Yeah, they all yeah. played. I didn't because it was Barcelona Real. Everyone played. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it could be a friendly game. They're yeah. still gonna bring the big guns out. But yeah, like it's it's, it's three one Barcelona. I think, from that, that it's like. definitely like I'd love to go to experience both of them. It's just and that's the thing if. If one of them does win the cup, those two games are the games you can get tickets for. Mm-hmm. The, the Super Cup games, because it's always too late. You got you got a chance to go to Madrid or Barcelona. So. Road trip from one to the other. Yeah, go to both. <laughs> it's a part, it? I think it's two. I think there's a big gap. It's oh. a nice road trip. It's a nice road trip then. All right, so we'll go the long way. Yeah. Via Amsterdam. <laughs> 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 um. Where's your stack? So was move on now and uh, what myself and Stephen certainly think is the biggest game of the day anyway um, both yeah. wearing the colours proudly uh, one of the, there was there was one of the interprovincial derbies last night so I was briefly touch on that uh, Connacht against Ulster and a good defensive display from Connacht 13 men on one stage keeping them out but just fell short at the end the big point for them is it was an 8 point loss yeah I like, didn't get that they have one up there in I think it's 30 years. Oh, more, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's a huge event. Yeah, it was 30 years I hadn't won in Tome yeah. or against us. Um, yeah, speaking, speaking to Connor fans during the week, they would would wanted to win, but realistically, they wanted the bonus point. The bonus point kept them on top. That it, it, it would require you guys to win, so they would have bonus point. And then they didn't get it, which then means I, I think any win puts you guys top. They, their running isn't that difficult. I think they have us, the monster at home, which on form they should win. Um, I think they have one of the Italian team and Edinburgh. So they can still win the next three games and, and that will definitely put them top two. But had they won last night, that was it. Had they won last night, they were top two with three games to go. They could relax, focus on their, their Challenge Cup quarterfinal. Now there's a little bit of pressure going to that game under a loss. But... They've been superb this season, and every time they've lost, they've come back. So I, I don't know. Best, I, best team I, to watch this in the Oh yeah, well, yeah, which I never doubt. Um, most try scores, I think. Um, and they just Padlam. What Padlam's done that he's done what Schmidt did with Enter is he's instilled uh, a, a method of play and the confidence in them and well. the confidence, and he's told them to keep doing it. Yeah. And if you make mistakes, and repetition, make repetition is how you kind of get better as well. You make a mistake. So exactly, but done. he's constantly allowing them to do that. He's constantly allowing them to make mistakes. Them, and that's key. And I think that because they came from such a low ebb, they were never competing for a top six even, that if you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world because the pressure isn't on them from the fans. And now those mistakes aren't happening and they're winning matches, there's suddenly a huge confidence. Like there was a full house last week for the game against Leinster and 
the gems yeah, they, 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 they don't. This was, I think it was officially 7,500, but there was, there was up to 9,000 at the game with people kind of coming in side, side doors and things. Sitting on trees looking at Yeah, in. exactly. <laughs> but there's a confidence now, there's a belief now. I think that they almost knew they weren't going to win that game. So it wasn't, as in if, if they'd lost at home to Ulster, it could have had an effect this season, but they know realistically they're not going to go up there and win. So they right, they chalk it off as you're going to lose some games. A this learning season. curve. Yeah, and if they win next week against Grenoble, they're back. They're back in, in form. Yep. Jared um, Payne, nice. Look. Did you see the try? Um, no, I haven't seen it. Yet. Really nice offload from Jared Payne. I heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. it was. It was nice. Like also, were kind of pressuring and stuff. It was just a nice little depth offload. Just, just like at the try line, nearly. Uh, it was really nice. Just, it was nice to see. Goes to show that there's more to his game than just defending. Exactly, exactly. He was 15 he's as well. As well. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that is his better position. Do you think he prefers playing there? I think he's more comfortable there, but I think he does a very important job <laughs> for Ireland job there. For Ireland there yeah. I think he's one of the defensive leaders in that team, so that's why. He, do, you think he, he, do you think he like sets the line, calls all that sort of stuff? Was, I think, was he, he, I think he's, the, he's definitely the senior man in the middle of the bar. So. And the fact he lost Darcy and, and Brian in the same year yeah. means that they, they, Schmidt needed somebody in there. I think he can trust them. Is it? It's his go-to guy. Kind yeah, of yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. is he is he that kind of eight out of ten guy or a seven out of ten guy? Absolutely, and yeah. even more so in defence, he's probably a nine out of ten guy. Exactly. Without yeah. the ball in hand, so and, and probably a seven in attack. He's probably averaging that eight out of ten every game. Yeah, and he's seven out of attack because like he's not. I'm not saying he's not allowed to attack, but. His, his predominant That's role is, 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 is defense. He's a yeah. better attacker as well at fullback because yeah. he obviously he's got he's more time. The, exactly, he's, he's, the space, yeah. he's got more time. It's a completely different position, like to he's try and sacrifice learn. himself for the team essentially. Very much. So, I would still like to see that for Ireland for a couple of games. Like, would they try it out in this? So that would make sense because if Carney in isn't the third fit, game, when we won, have won, have If Carney isn't fit and Schmidt doesn't placebo a fullback against South Africa, which is what could happen. Then you might see it happen. Well, especially if he brings a few of the other centres that, like, if he brings McCluskey, if he brings kind of Ringrose, give him his debut. There's no more options. To, I, I know you. I think that's a. I think that's too early for him because it's a tour of South Africa. Well, bring this, McCluskey and fill him in there. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think Ringrose. It's a big step up against a physical that's South African. South African that's after as against as a big South African squad. And even playing against the All Blacks, it's a tougher challenge, but it's not a physical tougher challenge. He he find it easier, I think. Play in New Zealand. When does Ringrose get the chance? Is it November? Is it is it the Six Nations he next might, year? He might go on the actual tour. I think bring him on the tour, getting him used to experience. Bring him in the thirty-five man squad or something. Like yeah, that. I think give him twenty minutes off the bench maybe against South Africa. If, if like I said, if he had won the first two games. Or do you give him the kind of another year to kind of bulk up? If he's good enough, get him in the squad. And then you look at Alton Delan, you look at Van der Fleer. Well, look was at Sean O'Brien. Someone said that he he felt that if Ringrose had gone. Yeah, he'd gotten injured. He'd gotten injured. Yeah. No, and, and Schmidt, Schmidt made calls all during the Six Nations, and the Battle of Ireland were correct. If you look at the the choices he made for the Irish team against England and against Italy, he made the right calls, we just didn't win enough games. I think Ring Rose has shown flashes, and if Ireland had enough injuries in the centre, I think he'd, he'd have come in. But like I said, we only had one injury the whole Six Nations. Excuse me. And that was pain for one game, so two games one or two games but that was the only injury we had to send her so we have to send her I thought you said we had no injury oh no in an alternate universe <laughs> Ireland got a good run of injuries <laughs> <laughs> but I mean in centre and we have huge cover already of players trying to break in people like McCluskey people like 
Gilroy. <laughs> yeah, every, and then we have depth there, so there's no point in throwing him in if Schmidt didn't think he was ready. I think, how old is he? Is he 19, 20? 20. Yeah. Physically, he's, I think he still has a little bit of development to go. So it was right, though. No it's actually difficult. you got four games now in November. I think that's when you, you do it. He'll have a full season under his belt. He'll have a pre-season with Leinster under his belt. And then if he's showing form going into November, you've got a game against Canada, you've got two against New Zealand, and a game against Australia. The other, just on the like the not rushing him side of things, I think Fitzgerald and Earls were Lions very young, weren't they? And look at the injury problems the two of them have had since then. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this time it wouldn't Learning be the worst to, to give him an extra year or so. Yeah. We, we have covered there. It, it, it's not as if he's the second best centre in Ireland. He's not. He's probably the fifth or sixth best centre. With that type of player, like young, exciting player that can play on the wing or in the centre. And like, they were talked about as like the next like big hope kind of thing and they've they've both delivered in different times but not reached the level not we kind of thought they as would well. yeah I think that's like, like, well, I think that is the talent that's down to injuries I don't know much about Earl but I know Luke as well like, even because he came from Black Rock as well it was kind of like the whole other thing as well um, the comparison with those two was just O'Driscoll didn't get bad injuries like he had very few serious injuries whereas Fitzgerald and Earl have had them early and often in their careers it's just it can happen like if I think O'Driscoll was special so to, 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 to I, like obviously he was but in terms of the punishment he could take yeah. and like the he's opposing, like similar we, with that he can take a lot of yeah, he's, he's, we he's talked about the opposing players he faced like the size differential and like O'Driscoll like you said still lasted the majority of games Like I think it's kind of like what happens to Sexton now O'Driscoll was targeted because he, he's a smaller player and he, he was kind of hits were put, late hits were kind of put in him yeah. at the start of games and stuff I remember one game against England he took about four or five late hits in that game. Still got up and got a try in that game and everything like so. Yeah, Ringrose though playing today against Munster. You confident? You need to win um, <laughs> after last night's results. I'm not confident. I think we need it more than you do, and I think that's ultimately what what it would come down to. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think I said at the RDS, I'd almost be more worried about it. Because that's your, your, your fortress. I, I Moving the game to does make a difference because it makes it more of a neutral venue. But Munster players Even are more at home in there as well because they've played, a lot of Munster players have played exactly. there in Ireland. It, it doesn't negate some of your the home influence. I know it's still Dublin and there's still lots of Leinster fans, but that stadium isn't. It's very rare that stadium rocks. Oh, I totally agree. I'm not sure it ever has for Leinster. I was only talking, I was only talking to someone about it uh, yesterday and I was saying that. Uh, if it was just the kind of 18,500, 19,000 in the RDS it would be jumping because it's kind of the same fans who go to the, to the RDS exactly. every week whereas this is you've got those same 19,000 coming you have the extra kind of 5 or 6 who do come for these big but then you've got another 20,000 coming for well it's it's a, it's, it's a and game you've and, then you've, and then you've got about 10,000 Munster fans coming up who will get tickets yeah, it's very easy to get tickets so for Munster are going to be properly represented whereas yeah so it, it, instead of in the 50,000 seat stadium this probably won't sell out I think there's about 40 it'll be yeah around the 40 mark it was 43 mark. last year it, I think and, and, and I, think, I, I know about a week four. ago it, was, it broke the 40 mark I'd say it might go today didn't help it, it was a nice day there could be more people kind of yeah. buying on the day I'd say you might get 43, 44 uh, close to the end of the season you might, it might get 45 whatever it's not going to sell but there could be 10,000 25% of the stadium yeah. could be Munster if it was in the RDS you're talking about you might you might, yeah. you might have <laughs> had you might have had like 2 or 3% and yeah. a pocket of red in the stadium 
and, and that could be the difference because I know we were at the game last year and Munster won yeah not our finest performance not our finest performance but I've been to a fair few because Leinster moved two games a season for Viva generally don't no. do well in them it, it's the, it's the they're big always going to go for the money though like, oh of course of they, course so it's the too long game it's the Claremont game yeah. but, and it's always the toughest opponents because it's the one to bring in the exactly. most fans exactly. but the atmosphere isn't there for that game it's like you said I've been to Leinster Claremont I've been to two of the Munster Leinster games Oh, the games you go to there, Leinster. Leinster. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, on the verge of buying a season ticket not so long ago. Where, where are you I going? Live in this month? Where, where are you going at the end of this month? I'm going to Ulster. And who are you going to follow? Ulster. <laughs> so Ulster, who are ahead of you in the table, and you're going to follow Ulster to keep Munster out of the top four. No, because Munster's going to win today, then it won't matter. <laughs> and, and you're going to be sitting in the Leinster stand, yeah? The way Munster get top two is by Ulster being Leinster. The, the way Munster get top two is wait until next season <laughs> first <laughs> and playing probably Zebra. <laughs> we did that this season and didn't get the bonus <laughs> points. So, no, it was in Treviso, we, we only got four points over the game of the season. Um, I, yeah, I think because it's not RDS, we, we have a better chance. We have to win this. As in the way, I think Glasgow's running includes three Italian teams, one of which is a game in hand. You're going to finish top four. I think Leinster and Connacht finish top four. It's between Scarlets, Ulster and Munster for top six or for, for the other place in top four. We have to win today. If we lose to today. Win. If we lose today, then season over and we just have to make sure we get top six. I think season is over today if we lose because I hope we win last night. And I, I do get what you're saying that like if Leinster lose today, well, it's disappointing that like we because if we win, go top, fantastic. Yeah. But it isn't the end of the world but I, I still think I think we owe you one as well at this stage because we lost last season mm. you do win 24-7 this season in Domond but you don't owe us one it's not really one. that big a deal yeah. anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it is kind of in front of our home, the home crowd in, in the city well, home crowd church <laughs> uh, well it, it's come a long way from maybe kind of six or seven years ago when like we had a game and was it was it the game in in the RDS or in Croke Park or something like that, and it was like over 50% were Monster fans like you just travelled in Europe but thousands. I think the Cup semi-final that was about 50-50 but that was a Munster home semi-final Munster were the home team we had to move to Cup Park for financial reasons as well. no because you have to have a 25 season it has to be a neutral ground that's over 25,000 in your country and the only one was sure financial reasons helped as well oh yeah I think it was Cup Park as opposed to the Aviva for that the arrival of Sexton <laughs> it was yes <laughs> a certain uh, that image of Sexton yeah. over Algarra and he hasn't pissed off <laughs> yeah. they're best mates now there at this stage <laughs> one stage they had a, like a coach relationship with, or coach he, player relationship he still hate him very much he hate him we just have to pretend to coach him for a while pretend to coach him <laughs> have you noticed his form in the way for two years in wrestling <laughs> no good didn't uh, Chris Confident for Leinster win? Um, I'm not confident, I wouldn't say. I thought we should have won last week against Connacht. I think there was a lot of errors in the game. Mm-hmm. I think we had plenty of the ball, just couldn't. We look, we looked decent as well at the time. Like we did move up the ball quite well, but when it got to the final pass, it just wasn't there. I think, like you, like Stephen said, it's more important to them. But I think if we can play the way we did hopefully the rain holds off if we play the way we did last weekend then hopefully the ball just goes to hand a little bit more mm-hmm. rain, and rain, <laughs> rain, rain. <laughs> and yeah you, you would say that if both sides perform to their 
their max lengths are probably a little bit better than Munster at the moment Stephen's doing a rain dance right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so, so I was looking at Lens's bench actually, a strong bench for Lens as well very much so is, is Jack McGrath now the number one ahead of Healy definitely at the moment yeah if you're picking on form and you, there's no reason why you shouldn't I think yeah Healy's an impact player off the bench at the moment so like coming on for 20 minutes it's Munster players aren't necessarily going to want to see Healy run that. No, we're not. We're pretty much we've we've got a strong front row that we can swap about. Like if yeah. if they go Ross they on bring the bench as well, like Cronin as well. Or that, that's an international front row that you're bringing on with kind of 20, 25 minutes to go. Um, I saw Stephen that uh, O'Mahony back in training this week. Yeah, and it's about time. As in, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a long six months. Um, obviously, he's a little captain standard in the States and superb but we only have maybe two or three international class players who, who, who would walk into most of the national team and he won't so having him back if we make as in if they get top four having him back fit for those for games could be huge um, it's like a new signing exactly from, from, <laughs> from, cliche. from my point of view having himself O'Donoghue and sorry, himself O'Donnell more like in standard as a back three it's a it's competitive, very formidable back it's competitive three, with yeah. every other team in Buckwell Yes. Um, you know, who has come in and very good, but if he's still raw, and if we do have, it's almost definite that if we make top four, we're having to go away to Connacht or Leinster or Glasgow. Who would you then. rather go away to, Connacht or Leinster? Ooh. Um. And would that if it was Leinster once again, would that be in the RDS? I think it is because it was too short notice to kind of get the Viva mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I think it would be the RDS. It depends. I think if, if Munster win today, they'd, they'd prefer Leinster. I think if they lose today... See, the only thing with Connacht is they haven't been there before. They've not been to uh, Pro 12. They have been to the rice ground before. They have. <laughs> Quite familiar with that. <laughs> yeah. um, they've not had that pressure for, for a long period of time. I think they had the quarterfinal last year in the Challenge Cup and almost did it. They had the playoff to get into the European Cup and they almost had it. So... There might be a small, a small element of doubt in their heads. So can they win that big game? So kind maybe kind of put Leicester scenario. Yeah, but the way kind of been playing, I think you have to go Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, just one other bit in the old rugby news that uh, Conor O'Shea, as we almost broke the news <laughs> <laughs> last week, uh, new Italian head coach. Yeah. Um, is it a stepping stone for him? Definitely. Oh, certainly certain it is. How long he's been there? Three years. He might go to a World Cup, World Cup. and then and then maybe get the Ireland job if, if Joe's finished or maybe a step up. If you look, yeah, you've got right now you've got Conor O'Shea who's probably odds on for the next Irish manager when Schmidt leaves, providing it's 19. I think if it's 17, it's too soon to jump ship after a year. Mm-hmm. Pat Lamb, I think, has now staked the claim. With the performance of Conor over the last two years, if he's looking to move into the, the international game, he won't go straight to. New Zealand because he hasn't had the experience with Super Rugby he, he had uh, the job with the Blues for a while I think that, that yeah, was very unsuccessful a year and a half yeah. he didn't have so when I was there yeah the Blues were going through a tough time like they brought in Nanu and Weepu and it just did not work out so they were a very poor blue side so I think for him to go to Connacht and rebuild certainly helped but like you said I think he will need to do a Super 14 job and kind of rebuild his reputation over there as well yeah so if if Connacht continue this over the next, I think he said he had, he had a five-year plan for Connacht, so I think that ends in twenty eighteen. Now, if twenty eighteen comes around and the RFU have talks to them, they look, 
stay for an extra year and the Irish job with yours, depending on mm-hmm. it's, a, it's it's a different way to predict realistically because you have Schmidt in, in the frame, you might have Czech in the frame in twenty nineteen. Like you might mention last week. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then there's a number of, of managers out there who potentially could. And the Irish job like is a attractive job for a manager. Irish job is one of the top six in the world. Probably the the fifth most prestigious international job at the moment. I think you'd probably put us behind Pretty the three. And then England. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think yeah. England can offer us more offer more money than we can. The Welsh so. and the Irish are on a power, I think. I think that's fair to say, with the way Gatlin's performed over the last decade. Um so yeah, any manager in the world, very mm-hmm. mind check it can go to realistically you'll become the all black no, manager. No. Springboks tend not to hire from from outside, outside so Dominic, you don't want to check take the English one maybe he'd take it but because he has he the Irish ones. Uh, it, it depends on like how he seemed to enjoy his time at Leinster yeah. so he, he maybe he'd be willing to come it. back but yeah you just you don't know really until you actually hear them talking about it yeah, yeah. but then you, you you look now you have Schmidt currently Rex 2017 hopefully 2019 if it is 2019 then you have Lamb you have O'Shea you have Cheka all of whom have Linked to Irish rugby, who would like to take the job? So, you ruling uh, Foley out of the running for that? I ruined Foley out of any The other question is who comes back and with this new director of rugby from Munster starting in 2017? If there's somebody who takes in that role, is it going to be Farrell? He was there was talk about it before the O'Shea thing. Owen Farrell, no, okay, um, Andy Farrell. Oh, no, I can't, I can't see that happening. It'd be someone like Blackadder or um, McGann who talks of kidney or dreamers. I think that's 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 his age and probably putting them in the bed. <laughs> There's a number of high profile names. So I would have loved to see no shade because that would have Eddie been Eddie O'Sullivan, something like that. Yeah, I would. He's. I, I think his career stock right now isn't very high. I think certainly but if it was a job upstairs, there's a, a possibility. Yeah, yeah I, I think everyone's still re- well. If, so people who know back when he had the good times with Ireland he did a lot of the groundwork before Kidney's um, oh, Grand Slam team yeah. so I think I, didn't, I have huge respect for everything he's done for Irish rugby and I, I do rate him highly as a, as a personality in Irish rugby so that would be a very good call providing he's he's still been in touch I know he's been coach of the US for a couple of years he coached Cork Con I think was it, was a lot of analysis as well man. yeah as in he's still involved in the game so it's whether or not the game is left behind because mm. it you do see even with someone like Kidney the game can leave you behind quickly yeah and it's always been away from the national era and the definitely the competitive end of it exactly so time. maybe it's too long for him but too long too long yeah maybe too long Vern Potter I don't know <laughs> Uh, for O'Shea though is it the right move for him at this stage of his career depends what else he had offered I think if if the Munster job was available to him it was a very viable alternative but I think it's it's positive that he went for the international international route. is that his kind of this is his practice for kind of well, I think in rugby it's definitely the pinnacle international is more important than provincial and club oh, rugby well, you see, in England though, even it was announced this week that uh after kind of a Lions tour, after World Cups and stuff that uh, and tournaments, the players when they go back to the clubs have to take five weeks off now. Yeah, sure. That's why Hen- Henderson or not Henderson Henshaw was on the bench at the weekend. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to start for Connacht because of his international oh, yeah. commitment. Yeah. I think he played every minute for us. In yeah, and Sexton was the same. Sexton didn't play the first game back for Leinster either against Connacht. So he, it just goes to show like central contracted players like the IRFU call the shots. 
Oh, yeah, the, but it's Wales. Like, look, like yeah. um, Warburton is on that centre contract and stuff like that. So he, he plays so much more for Wales than his club. And the, the, I think it was half this week about maybe changing that such that the, because the teams in the Pro 12 lose their players for so many actual games. Like, there was a whole four or five games over six patients when none of the players could play realistically. And well, your top point scorers, your top try scorers, are always players who aren't going on. It's not the internationals. Yeah, and that's if. If Northern Hemisphere Rugby wants to compete with, with the Super Rugby the, down in Southern Hemisphere, they have to make changes to structure. Because while the European level competitions are, is probably good enough, the domestic leagues aren't. Like Pro 12 isn't as strong as it should be. Bear in mind, you have the Irish and Welsh problems, isn't there? They're, 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 just, they're not competitive enough. No, like Argentina are now benefiting a lot more and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And even Japan with the, the, the Sunwolves. They're going to see an improvement over the next few years because their squad is almost entirely Japanese. Yeah. So we do need to change something with the Pro 12 such that it's more accessible for their players and for the fans. Because you want to see your players. Like I don't want to go to a Munster game and have a third of, of, of the team not playing for almost half the season, mm-hmm. which happened this season with the World Cup and the Six Nations. It's, it's not fair on the fans, it's not fair on the clubs, and it's not fair on, on the league itself. I, I think with the <coughs> European competition, though, it does make that a little bit tougher for us like because we have you play what six group games and then potentially another three so potentially an extra nine matches on top of a full league season I'm not sure that Super Rugby have the same commitments but, but I mean you have what is it 12 teams you have 22 matches so unless we so did like two more, a tiered European league well not even tiered but I, I think the proposal came out this week was to have two conferences so essentially you'd have a I'm not sure how it works but you'd have an Irish Welsh conference maybe and then a Scottish, Italian, Georgian, and then London Irish, London Welsh. Two conferences, played each other twice, that's 14, two playoff or quarters or semis and a final, 16 games, that's eight games less, and you still have competitive rugby. And that way you get your players available for your Pro 12 or for this new tournament. You'd, you'd have European rugby, you'd have the players available for the Irish commitments, and they still get rested. Because I think. 24 games is probably too many in the Pro 12 right now. Bear it, in mind it is a lot when then when you add the Europe, like the Challenge Cup and the European yeah. Cup sponsored by Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that. <laughs> but it's, in, it's not football where you can play twice a week. You, you've been playing every single week, week in, week out. Even Connacht last night had a six-day turnaround. Yeah, yeah and, and, that's, and that can be dangerous for some players. And, it's, and especially the physicality of two derby matches. Yes. Like to play Leinster and then have to go up to Ulster, it's it's tough. Obviously, it proved too tough for them this time. But I think for them to get four points out of those two matches is not the worst. No, I think yeah, you told especially them, with that six day turnaround. If you told them at the start, yeah, probably would have been. You yeah. win at home and you lose away to Ulster. Like most teams would, yeah. get have to happen that. Like even the good teams are going to lose more but often we've than been not. Up, we've yeah. seen us lose to Ulster up there. But also, if you gave the choice of being Leinster or being Ulster. They're taking the Lancers straight away because oh. they're their direct rivals. Yeah. So it means that they could afford to lose Ulster and still be in the same position exactly. they were two weeks ago. So it's, I think that they probably should look at changing it because the Pro 12 isn't getting stronger, realistically. The Connacht, if you, if, if you do direct part in Premier League, Premier League's gotten weaker and has allowed a Leicester to, to jump the table. Same with the Pro 12. It has gotten weaker and has allowed a Connacht to, to, to jump above everybody else. I think it does need to change. Cool. Um, one last thing on O'Shea in Italy. Can he make Italy more competitive now? Can he, can can he do like so? We've talked about how much it could benefit him. 
can he do much to benefit Italy? I think you can probably you can make them not the worst team in the in the in the Six Nations. I think that's the best anyone with Italy can do right now. They can have them finishing fifth consistently by beating winning one game and maybe getting a second win from them. But that's as far as you can take them. Maybe qualifying for the World Cup. They're the his two goals are probably quite a, get in the group in the World Cup and not finish last in the Six Nations. And that would be success. And yeah, I think you can do it. I think that's fair enough. I mean, they were in our group this time yeah. around and they've beaten France before. Yeah. So, like, that would have been the, the big thing for them. Like, they could beat the teams that are ranked below them and then beat France on a world stage as opposed to a Six Nations stage. Or I think, yeah, like, like Stephen said, there is limits to what how, how much change you can make because pool isn't that big to choose from exactly. I think Zebra have been better than Treviso this year but that's a rare thing I think they need those two to be more competitive and then yeah. that can feed and maybe they can steal a few players from abroad like they have done before Yeah. and again this, if we go back to that structure if they're playing less games it means their Italian players are taking more for Treviso and, and Zebra and it might improve those teams as well so it's, it will, it'll have an extra benefit yeah cool uh, moving on uh, there was some big answers for UFC 200 this week um, exciting Chris um, yeah well I'm obviously I'm looking forward to the event um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a strange one that they've gone for the, the Diaz-McGregor rematch at yeah. 170 is it a good fight for Connor to take after the last one I'd have to say no yeah. I think there was definitely signs there especially in the first round that he could be Diaz the size difference was massive yeah. like it really was like he kind of punched it up for a start which is something I've never seen him have to do in the UFC before yeah um, he won the first round definitely so if, if if he can stick and move for five rounds maybe he can wear a night down but will if you, will he go up to 180 pre-fight or is it 170 as far as it naturally can go and then will he go up and then cut in the next two months can he go up even I mean, higher and cut I'm, I don't know um, he was what 168 I think the last time yeah and he so, didn't have to cut so yeah with the extra few months maybe he could put on more muscle but I don't know if that's a positive thing because he definitely tired yeah, yeah so. but in, saying, in saying that he tired but I think also he took a big shot and that kind of drained him as much as anything it's hard to know how much of that was cardio and how much of it was just punishment but it's it's definitely a big risk for him. But I suppose it's one he can afford to take because he's still got the belt. Like they're going to have the interim title fight between Edgar and Aldo, and then he'll face the winner. That interim title is strange because he's not you know injured. Yeah, it's a weird just, one. They're just not scheduling. It's just a filler. Frankie, well, Frankie said right, it's it's definitely a meaningful fight. Like should should McGregor have been made defend it though, rather than going into like if. It, I think the UFC said they gave him this one because he's done so much for them. I, I, I heard that it was because he's taking fights at short, yeah. such short notice that they said they, he really wanted this, yeah. so they gave it to him. Absolutely. I think Frankie's even said it's not an interim fight, it's a number one contenders he, match, but, but, you, but he'll play the game. Like he, he won't view the belt as him being the champion, he'll view the belt as him finally getting a shot at Connor if he wins it. Yeah, and um, that Aldo uh, fight... Um, I know they, they fought a few years ago and Aldo won he won very very close I think I'd have to watch it again to say for sure but I think there was definitely a case that you could have given three rounds to Frankie he went through a spell I think of winning losing three title fights in a row on a decision 
and he could have made the case from in all three fights like he was really it was two against Benson definitely he won the second one against Benson I don't know how he didn't get that one yeah. and the one against Alzo was razor close it really was I think yeah. probably you could make a case for Ronaldo you could make a case for Edgar I wouldn't say it was a robbery but it was just off the back of the two other losses he must have felt like the unluckiest person in the world who's the favourite going into that fight now this time I would say I'd say Edgar oh I don't know he's definitely on a roll what he did to Mendes was special but I think Aldo would still be the favourite hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no but because there for no because he's coming off, off that loss I, I know it was a 13 second knockout so he wasn't destroyed or anything but Edgar has momentum Edgar is younger I, 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 would, I would say when the betting starts for the Aldo will be the favourite I think so yeah. and probably not a lot in it but I think that McGregor lost to Aldo like they won't put it down to a fluke but a freak like a flash knockout like he still hasn't been beaten in a fight you know what I mean yeah, in such a long time five rounds yeah. or whatever yeah um, the McGregor fight did, like, as a fan is this the one you want to see or would you have rather seen him fight let's say Aldo or Edgar if he wins it then it was the right call I think probably hindsight's a great thing yeah absolutely <laughs> probably would have liked to see that Dos Anjos one Okay. the one that was supposed to happen yeah but I can understand why they don't want to make that him going off a loss giving him a shot at an, another champion um, the Edgar one would have been nice to see but that could cause him problems as well with uh, Edgar's wrestling so yeah maybe if he can get the win against Diaz obviously it's a big if but if he can get the win and then fight the winner then he's back rolling again then we can look at Dos Anjos yeah and yeah, I think I for that's what he wants the, the only weird thing it's at 170 and like depending on who you ask like Connor wanted it or the UFC wanted it like that we don't know for sure but if he wins it the rumours is like is he going to be like GSP at at Madison Square Garden or something like that are they going to like do a crazy fight like that because it's going to do massive numbers or but does that mean he'll vacate the title I don't think they would make it if they haven't made him at this stage yet but they've already said right now that his next fight is that the title events against Aldo. They said Misha Edgar. was getting the title shot against Ronda and they gave it to Holly Holm. Like they're not beyond changing their mind when, I know, it, but when it, it makes financial sense for them. Bear in mind there will always there will already be a belt in Philbun's hand, the interim belt. If if UFC decide or if yeah, say he beats Diaz and Conor has a chance to go against Rafael Tatanios or against GSP, then would he vacate the belt? Or would he very much kind of... Because he can't have the weight. He can't keep going up weight. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, you're, and, you're, and, he would definitely have to title. defend it at some stage. Mm-hmm. I think, ideally, if he can beat Diaz, beat him convincingly, go back and defend, and then you've got those big fights, like the 170 fight is there, or yeah. the 145 again, because they can say... Or the 155, I mean, they can say, yeah, he lost to Diaz on short notice. With a full camp behind him, he was able to like work out the mistakes, and he's able to prove that he can fight bigger guys and still win. Yeah. So I think Plus, whether his next fight is at 170 or not, or 155, I think th- if he beats Diaz, it just opens up all those possibilities again. And who's the favourite going into this fight? Connor again. Really, yeah? Yeah. Now, how much of that is down to the fact that the bookies are trying to get you to... To lump on. Lump on, exactly. And obviously because of his huge fan base, you're going to have a lot Lots of money of on Connor, anyway. which is going to push it down anyway. But yeah, he has opened as the favourite again. And you're not as convinced on that, are you? 
I'm not sure. Like like I said, he won the first round, but once once Nate hit him with that big shot and, and got the fight to the ground, like Connor was still doing the right things, but very slowly and Nate was just a, a level above in terms of jiu jitsu, so the size differential is going to be a problem but like I said Connor he needs to not load up as much as he did in the first fight I think he was definitely head hunting needs to kind of realise it's a, it's a five round fight as opposed to try and knock his head off at every shot and he can definitely win by decision if he can last the five rounds it's just the case if he gets tired and we know how much punishment he is can take mm-hmm. we could end up in the same scenario we did the first time around and that's the worry mm-hmm. cool any other uh, fights on the cards you're looking forward to? Yeah, it's actually it's a stacked card. A few of them haven't been announced yet, but they're like the rumors, like the Velasquez, Travis Brown. It's going to be incredible to see if Kane can get back to his best. Yeah. Um, Brown is a very exciting fighter. He's he's lost a couple, but if Kane can go in and be dominant against him, then you can kind of look at Kane fighting the the winner of Stipe and um, Verdum. So it's it really, if I think the USC would love to see Kane win, dominating fashion, and they could probably go back to Mexico or something to do the, do the title fight. And then you've got like Musasi on the card against Brunson. It's an interesting fight, like Musasi came off a big win in London, and exciting to watch. And you've got like Lozon, Sanchez, Hendricks, Gastelum, that's gonna be a big fight. Hendricks's first fight since he was knocked out for the first time in the UFC see if he can get back on the title uh, trail but the main interesting thing I think is that they've said that Aldo and uh, Aldo and Edgar won't be the co-main so there's still one slot slot to surely they have to be Tate and and or home or Rousey and and they're trying to get Rousey or Jones DC now that uh, DC's injured it depends on how serious his injury is but before that happened before Carmine's injury I'd imagine it, it was going to be Tate versus Home slash Rousey depending on Tate, Tate Home I think would be more likely I think especially but, but after not, Home turned down the, the cyborg fight but the reason why they haven't answered because they're trying to get Rousey into it because I, you get the it's going to have to be big if they're pushing an interim fight down to third yeah. la, like third last on the on the card so yeah it, it, it sounds like it would be the woman's fight fight or Maybe the John Jones is pure speculation because we don't know how long DC is going to be out for. Yeah, exactly. but it's a massive fight to for a massive card if if DC can be back in time. Yeah, yeah. Would that push? Would that fight push Connor down to the to the, the second last fight? I don't would, think so. Is Connor yeah, still the biggest? I think Connor is the biggest name they have at the moment with Ronda on sabbatical. Yeah. So I think. He brings the most numbers in. He brings the most pay-per-views in. So I think he would still be the main event. And yeah, so not a bad number two to have the arguably <laughs> the best martial artist of all time, John Jones, and <laughs> undefeated despite what the, the record says. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, other her news of her. It was only yes, I thought it was an April Fool's prank about uh, Norman Bark being released. I didn't actually hear that. Um, you, you haven't heard that? No, I saw the. So something about Norman earlier today, but I didn't read it. Yeah, it got got released there from the from the UFC lot yesterday. Um, what was he five years undefeated, and then he went. He's like, was it was it five years undefeated or before? And then he was, and this year he's lost three. He, three he was on. He was, on, he was definitely on a good run. He won the tough, but then he had he, he's lost a few in a row. He's, he's lost three in a row now. Yeah, and I think he's not the most exciting fighter. Mm-hmm. He's not a finisher. He's. 
like maybe it's not fair to say he's not the most exciting he does come out and attack but like I say he doesn't have that big power he doesn't finish that many fights and I just think it's kind of interesting like when Conor first broke into the UFC and there was like the whole kind of back and forth between two of them and Norman was saying that like Conor was a bit below him and like Conor would have to win a couple of fights before he like and now like like I enjoyed watching Norman in, in The Ultimate Fighter and he won he won the, the finale he did very well in that and hopefully he can win a couple and get back because he's still young enough like but yeah. UFC are not above la vie. yeah he's they're not above him. cutting they've definitely cut higher profiles than him like. yeah so I think it's probably just because being from the north and stuff like that like, and we hear about it yeah. more and stuff like that yeah, exactly. um, but like they've, they've cut former title challengers and, and he's not at that level so yeah yeah oh, cool um, so that's kind of wrapping it up for this week uh, I know we have our bet of the week um, was uh, going live for this week and I know that the Chelsea game was part of it and I know that ended 4-0 yes so uh, <laughs> delighted with that we all get a point <laughs> I just want to make sure what, what, what did I actually put in there I, th- I think you two had three nils but I'm not sure yeah but look I'm going to go into it now. It could be. It was, it was it definitely. Was, no, it was two, three, and three. Yeah, yeah. if you change that to a four. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I had three nil in. Yeah, yeah, it was two, three, and three. But yeah, so uh, off to a good start. One for one at the moment. That was actually increased to a, a special. I think on Paddy Cryer. Just I think it was Chelsea, Arsenal, and City increased to six to like one. I jumped on. Yeah, that. yeah, through twenty quid behind that. So hopefully we'll get the other two added onto it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah so the better the week for this week Chris you placed it yeah we've gone for Chelsea, Arsenal and City as we mentioned and uh, West Ham and believe it or not United (laughs) (laughs) for some reason the three of us think United are going to win tomorrow I think Everton yeah Everton can defend the City they're a bogey team though I think actually probably the more worrying fact is that West Ham are popping up in our racket again I don't know why (laughs) they're going to let us like home the Palace have not been playing well though so Alan Pardew will go home and, and scrub that for us guarantee you <laughs> back to West Ham is Lord it over them with a bit of 4-0 Emmanuel Adebayor hat-trick is it 4 today and then 1 tomorrow uh, United yes. tomorrow United tomorrow yeah, yeah. cool so um, a decent return for the for the 30 euro 5-3-7 not bad we, we say it every week but it's a any returns a good return <laughs> we're running out of time we need that money for Belfast sooner rather than later Um but yeah, just to wrap it up then as well, uh, have you been thinking about the question? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what I don't know is, how many goals has Messi scored in the El Clasico? I'm going to go 22. Okay. It's a high number, but they have scored a lot of goals against Real recently, <laughs> so I'm going to go 22. Okay. Uh, so you were so close Stephen 21 was the answer <laughs> so close we are um, going plus minus one though we're not going plus minus <laughs> one though we are not we are not um, I dragged myself back up at one point there <laughs> um, so that's it for another episode um, going to head off into the Aviva Stadium now and cheer on the boys in blue isn't that right Stephen come on Leinster <laughs> silence yeah <laughs> no that was just Gary <laughs> 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 On that note, enjoy you again, folks. Until next week, goodbye. Have a good one. Attempt. Now get up one more round.
Get up, you son of a bitch! Making love. 